evening and welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show. It is Wednesday, February 10th, 2016. Here we are already working our way up to Valentine's Day. And our show theme is Valentine's Day. And our special guest is Marnie Kinris, the the leader of the Wing Girl Method. And she's going to talk to us about uh, Valentine's Day dilemmas and some solutions for the guys out there and for the ladies. We'll bring her on in a few minutes. Uh, she's a great guest. She's been on here before, and it's Wing Girl Method. So uh, what's been happening out there? Well, here we are in New York City. Uh, up till recently, we've had a pretty reasonable winter, and now they say it's going to go down to the single digits temperature-wise this weekend. So we're going to get a little real-life cold snap that we haven't gotten yet this year. We did have that one day of snow where we got 27 inches, and the uh, it's just been a weird winter. Otherwise, it's, it gets warm, then it gets cool again, it gets warm, and uh, we'll see what happens there. Um, recently, we've had uh, the Super Bowl this past weekend, and the Denver Broncos upset the Carolina Panthers. We had a couple of interesting storylines there. We had Peyton Manning, who uh, rides off into the sunset, I guess, in his final, probably his final game. And uh, without, though, to me, lowering himself by getting a couple of corporate plugs in there. Well, two for Budweiser when he was talking about uh, what he's going to do after the game, talking about drinking a lot of Budweiser twice, and then uh, also made sure that he ran over after the game to give Papa John a hug where he does his pizza commercials. So, you know, I'm a marketing advertising guy. I understand it. But, you know, when you're at that level, uh, a little bit of shameless promotion unnecessary, particularly if it's your last game uh, in your career and you just won the Super Bowl. And he also got the, I will say this, he got the Disneyland or the Disney World promo correctly because he said he was going to Disneyland and that's where he is going, not Disney World because he's out West and the game was in San Francisco or Santa Clara. And uh, so he's just heading down to Southern California for that. Uh, elsewhere, we had the, uh, the New Hampshire primaries. We had uh, Bernie Sanders, uh, win pretty easily over Hillary Clinton. Yet Hillary, I believe, gets the same amount of delegates because uh, the way the whole system is set up, there are super delegates and delegates based on the super PACs also. And uh, even though she lost by 20 points, she will end up with the same amount of delegates as Sanders. People don't really understand that or realize that because they kind of keep that out of the press. But that's how our system works, people. Uh, in the meantime, Donald Trump uh, <laughs> continues his streak, and uh, he won pretty easily in New Hampshire. And, uh, you know, as a New Yorker, I got to say, this is surprising because uh, some of the things this man has said, and people are reacting to it. I, 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 I'm sure there's some Trump supporters out there, but you got to ask yourself, I mean, do you think this guy's really going to save the day? Uh He's, he's making a lot of promises, but not too much behind it. So be careful with that. He is refreshing and entertaining. I will say that. But some of the things he says, uh, I didn't really like what he said about waterboarding. And then that would be just the beginning of torture, basically, in terms of uh, handling uh, enemy combatants. Uh, so that's not too cool. And we'll see what happens. Uh, with Sanders against Trump would be a pretty interesting election. You'd have both kind of uh, far left and far right representatives running. 
And I guess that is a statement about where we are politically in this country right now, that nobody's satisfied with the status quo and a good reason for that. And the whole time, our president's been pretty quiet about things. So uh, we'll see what happens. Well, after the Super Bowl, for a lot of sports fans, a lot of guys, guys out there, there's a little bit of a void waiting to get into the next big season, which is uh, baseball. So baseball pitchers and catchers show up in about a week. And then, of course, once we get into March, we have the whole uh, March Madness basketball thing. So it's all mapped out to have 12 months of ongoing sports for our, our, all those sports fans out there. I've been spending a little bit of my time uh, watching some of the, uh, you know, series that are out there. I've done a little binge watching. I watched this one show with my wife called Mad Dogs, an Amazon series, because I submitted my uh, TV series based on my novel, The Guys, Guys, Got to Love, to Amazon, because I wanted to see what type of series they had and if uh, I had something that would fit in. And this was with uh, Michael Imperioli and three other guys, and it's about four kind of 40-something guys, and they go to uh, Belize on vacation to visit their friend, who's a very wealthy guy down there now. And he gets killed, and he leaves the house to the four of them, and they get uh, entangled in a whole drug-running scheme and syndicate. And uh, so I binge-watched it, and uh, I was like, wow, this was so weird. (laughs) And I don't know how they're going to do a second season of it, but uh, I stuck with it. Till, till the end and uh, interesting because everything's about TV now. There's a lot of movies out there, but uh, it seems like everybody wants to get a TV series and everybody's into the whole bench watching thing. So I started watching Billions. I think I watched the first three episodes now and it's now it's starting to come together. It's about the story of uh, an investment banker who's uh, maybe a little bit unscrupulous, but now they're trying to paint him as a sympathetic character. And then there's a federal prosecutor played by Paul Giamatti, who's after him, but he has his own picadillos. Um, one being he's a submissive to, uh, to his wife who works for the billionaire. Uh, and so it's a whole strange dynamic there. So interesting Showtime show. Um, vinyl is coming on this Sunday, which is the rock and roll, 70s rock and roll show produced by Scorsese and Mick Jagger. So that that's getting a lot of buzz. And um, I like Ray Donovan. I know it's a uh, it's a very dysfunctional family, but to me, it's it's kind of like the Irish Soprano set in L.A. And it's a, it's very interesting characters, very well acted, good storylines, and uh, each season has had a good story arc and a great cast. I mean, John Voight is just an amazing, amazing. He's riveting whenever he's on the screen. And uh, Liv Schreiber, who plays Ray Donovan, does a great job also, as does uh, most of the rest of the cast. So anyhow, that's that. So. Let's talk about what's going on now. Valentine's Day is one of those holidays. If you're a guy, you kind of freak out because, like, what do you do? You know, you don't want the, the chocolates or the lingerie and everything, flowers, dinner. You know, everything is a booby trap, it seems. Uh, and uh, you want to do the right thing, but uh, you don't want to get sucked into uh, some marketing ploy by a restaurant by paying twice as much and getting half as much stuff. And... Um, but you and you want to make it original. And to me, the real key for successful Valentine's Day is just making it somewhat personal. I've learned the hard way because I've got the double dip. My wife is her birthday is on the 12th. So I've got her birthday and then two days later, Valentine's Day. So I've got to come up with some interesting uh, approach to it. She asked me, I said, what do you want for uh, 
Valentine's Day. And she said, write me a letter. I'm like, really? Says, yeah, that's all I want. Just write me a letter. So uh, I'm going to write her a letter. I'm going to get her something, but I'm going to write her a letter. And then we're going to do something on her birthday. We want to go to a special uh, dinner together. And um, then I'll get her a surprise present too. But I've had to be uh, well planned in terms of uh, thought out how to do this. Um, but for a lot of guys, it's really tough. But we're going to talk about that. Uh, we're going back to our guys, guys roots. You know, the whole guys, guys movement started with my novel, The Guys, Guys, Guide to Love. And I started Guys, Guys Radio, where we talked about relationships. Um, and we've done 170 podcasts now. The book, The Guys, Guys, Guide to Love, about two guys in advertising, uh, competing for love, sex, power, and money. You can pick that up on Amazon or any of the e-tailers. You can get the physical book or the download. And uh, you can also uh, check in with me. Uh, all of our podcasts for Guys Guys Radio are on Blog Talk Radio or iTunes. So you can listen to them whenever you want, as a lot of people do. And uh, the YouTube channel where we have some videos, we take some questions, some Guys Guys questions is Robert Manny author and Twitter, where I tweet frequently is at Robert Manny and then Facebook, Robert Manny author and the website where I do my weekly blog and kind of consolidate and aggregate all of my content is Robert Manny, M-A-N-N-I.com. So we hope to see you there. Let's talk about our guest, Marnie Kinridge. She's been on the show before and she's a best-selling author. She's host of uh, Ask Women, the Ask Women podcast, and she's founder of the Wing Girl Method. She returns for a special Valentine's Day episode of Guys Guys Radio, and her tough love advice has helped thousands of men across the world in the delicate art of attracting, dating, and seducing women. And this week, she's going to help guys solve their Valentine's Day dilemma. So if you've got a question for myself or for Marnie, give us a call. We'll keep the phone lines open, 347-945-5834, 347-945-5834. So without further ado, let's bring on our special guest, from the Wing Girl Method, Marnie Kinries. Good evening, Marnie. How are you? I'm doing well. I have so many comments on all of the things that you talked about at the top of the show, but I know that I'm here for a specific reason, and we can talk off air about those things. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm happy to be here to talk to guys about what to do for Valentine's Day, whether they're single new to a relationship or deep in a relationship and they've forgotten about Valentine's Day. Cool. So let's start out. Let's uh, take a half step back before we did the deep dive into Valentine's Day and talk yeah. about kind of your your business and your sweet spot and help you help how you help guys. So what what since we talked last was probably about six months ago. Any changes in the state of dating? I know there's more and more apps. I just read about a new one today called Cheeked where uh, you can kind of meet, you're in a bar, it's kind of like Tinder, and if somebody that you know is in the vicinity, you can connect with them instantly and meet instantly. Um, but what's your sense as to what's going on out there? Any changes that you see or any uh, trends? Uh, I don't see any changes. I don't see any trends. I just see that every day it becomes more and more complicated, but more and more <laughs> easy to get out there. So it's funny, when I have guys write to me and say like you know I'm not doing very well 
this may be a false belief of mine, but I don't like going to bars, so I can't meet girls. I'm like, who goes to bars anymore to meet girls? There's, like, so many other ways to meet people. You have a phone, you've got about 10,000 ways that you can meet other individuals just like you who are looking for the exact same things as you. And then there's, like, thousands of people on each of those different ways that you can choose from and interact with. So, like, opportunities are available everywhere, even separate from the live in-person opportunities that can be in front of you every single day. So the the main, the biggest change that I'm seeing, which, you know, I think I, I mentioned last time on the show, is that I think people are getting very paralyzed by all of the options that there's so much out there that they don't want to make the wrong choice in what to use or what to join or what to pay for on a monthly basis that they just don't do anything and get really angry and frustrated. So um, that's the main thing that I'm seeing happen, but that's been happening for a very long time. Now, do you find that with, uh, you know, you mentioned that there's so many ways you can meet women without going to bars and the old school way was you know you go to a bar and hi my name is Luke and I buy you a drink and it it made it that you had to put yourself out there nowadays guys have and women have so many opportunities to meet people you know everybody's everybody's glued to their phone all the time so and now with apps you don't you know you don't even have to be at your computer you're just on the go and do you find though that um that um the the uh, does not allow men or does not provide men with the opportunity to kind of step up their offline game. In other words, the art of chit-chat and to really the art of good conversation and getting to know somebody because it's all these, you know, 140 character tweets or quick texts and emails. And then when you finally have to sit down in front of somebody and have a conversation, our guys is good at that as they needed to be in the past because before that was survival. Now, you know, you can, you know, you ultimately you're going to have to have that skill, but do you think a lot of the guys you work with are lacking in that area or not? Yeah, absolutely. But they're also, you know, a lot of people are also lacking in the area of being able to converse over text and email <laughs> as well or separately. So they're wonderful in person, but when you sit them down and have them try oh, and write okay. like a text to a woman, they're like, ah, oh, what do I do? But it's funny, I read this article recently that one of my clients sent over to me. It was, like, I don't want to call it a woman's rant, but it was her her complaint about the modern man. So she had met this guy, they went on an amazing date, and then he continued to just text her for the next two months. Like, they didn't meet in person, he didn't initiate trying to get together Again, he just continued to text her, and it was the same routine every single week. It was on Friday. He would say, what do you have going on this weekend, or what are the plans for the weekend, or any big plans this weekend? And she would get excited because she liked him, and she would write back, and they would chat, and then he'd disappear for the weekend. And then on Monday, he would write to her saying, like, how was your weekend? Like, hope you had a great time. This is what I did. So they would have this whole pen pal relationship, and her girlfriends would start to call him the the texter or the writer, I forget what it was, but they basically like made fun of this virtual relationship, but this girl was still really into it because she liked him. He caused excitement for her, but then she slowly started to get more and more frustrated by the fact that he wasn't 
asking her out again. And she was like, well, what is he doing? Is he a player? Is he dating other girls? Is he just making sure that I'm here? And then like, she just didn't know what was going on. So she finally got frustrated, I think, two months after they had met. And so on the Friday when he wrote to her saying, like, oh, what are you planning for this weekend? She wrote, I'm going to do really fun things. One of them <laughs> is not continuing to write to you. As much as I've enjoyed this pen pal relationship, it's not what I'm looking for. I was hoping that we would continue getting to know each other in a real-life scenario. Like, I'm just you know, summarizing what mm-hmm. was said, sure. but hers was much more a writer, so she was much more finessed in what she said. And it came across as cute and sweet, but still very direct and to the point, saying, like, stop writing me if you're not going to do anything. And exactly. he wrote back to her, like, completely baffled by her comment because he thought that they were dating. He thought that they were continuously checking in with each other, connecting, getting to know each other more. And he was baffled by the fact that she thought that she was being taken advantage of or that he wasn't taking what they had seriously. And, you know, two years later, they're married to each other. But she had to call this guy out on the fact that he wasn't moving things forward when in his mind he was actually moving things very forward. Um, So it's an interesting time that we have because in that scenario you can say that for him, he's like, oh, well, that's how you get closer. You text each other. You don't meet each other on purpose. And this is this is where I thrive most is through text. This is how we're further connecting and growing our relationship. Or you can look at him and say he's a scary cat with a man who doesn't know how to communicate in person and won't pull the trigger and ask a girl out on a date. I don't, I don't know what was going through that man's mind, and I don't know if – that is happening because of what's happening with all of the technology out there. Mm-hmm. I just know that, that a case like that is extremely common, and most women or most people on the opposite side of that interaction aren't bold enough to call the other person an out and make something happen from that scenario. Most people just either get frustrated, they blow that person off, or they continue doing this for like two years in and then find somebody else. So, you know, hope that story paint the picture of what's going on right now. Do I think no, it's totally. Good? Do I think it's bad? I don't know. I don't know if it's good or bad. I think that it's it's comfortable for most people, and um, most people are not as confident as that woman to take that next step to make something happen. You know, that's interesting because uh, the, the next question I was going to ask you seems to come up with every time I work with a and talk with a relationship person is always the issue of the friend zone. And in fact, I was yeah. just interviewed uh, on a radio station in Montreal last week. And uh, one of the questions yeah. was, you know, how do you, how do you get out of the friend zone? And what do you think of the friend zone? And, you know, to me, the friend zone is not a bad place to be. I mean, if, if the woman is not uh, attracted to you physically, you're going to bust a move or something, or one of you will. And if the other one isn't, doesn't reciprocate, then, you like the person, you can be friends. And then maybe over time that can change. There are ways of working out of the friend zone. To me, it's about, you got to be yourself. You got to be authentic. You got to put a little romance oh, into it. And then, you know, if it doesn't, if that's the friend zone is the, is the, you know, penultimate for that person, mm-hmm. then, then you, yeah. then you're there. And maybe she has a hot girlfriend that she's going to introduce you to or something, whatever. But it seems like, exactly. you know, the, the friend zone you're is looking a, at it totally differently from the way other guys <laughs> look at it. You're, you're looking at it as like, I've done everything I can and I'm now accepting friendship because she doesn't want what it is that I'm putting out there. Yeah. Most guys aren't in the friend zone because of that reason. Most guys are in the friend zone mm-hmm. because 
they have not put their true intention out there. So they're settling for friendship, right. hoping that this woman is going to turn around and say, oh, my God, you're so wonderful. I should sleep with you. I should. I didn't even know that I should sleep with you, but you're so amazing. And now I see how wonderful you are, so I'm going to have sex with you for the entire day to make up for all the time that we've lost. And it, it doesn't work like that because, you know, most guys, are frustrated with being in a friend zone, but they're the ones putting themselves there. They're the ones friending themselves instead of saying to a woman, either with their body language, their you know, their actions or their words, listen, I want to be with you, I want to sleep with you, I want to date you, whatever it is. My intention is to be with you, not to be your friend. Mm-hmm. And I think if more guys went that route first, they would have a higher success rate or they wouldn't waste as much time being in a friend zone with women that they don't really want to be friends with. Now, the other thing I've heard that uh, from women is that a lot of guys do what you just mentioned, but they do it yeah. at the first, over the first drink. <laughs> and that's too fast. What do you, mean? You, gotta, you mean like they go out on a date, they meet somebody uh, through one of the online services or, and they, you know, text the email, blah, blah, blah. They meet for the first time and the guy meets the woman and all of a sudden he he's like so locked in that it's it makes some women uncomfortable have you heard that oh yeah where he's like in love and needy yeah exactly yeah and he's like totally in, oh it's disgusting it, it's horrible that it's disgusting because that should be nice right in in, right. in an ideal world if you were to say to a woman okay what if what would you what, what do you think of this scenario you go out on this date, you're having this great time with this awesome guy who's sitting across from you, and then he looks at you and says, I don't want to date anybody else. I just want to be with you. You are the woman that I've been looking for. Any woman is going to say, I would love that scenario. That's exactly what I'm looking for. That's so romantic. I would love it. But that's because they're picturing a man that they're already into, they're attracted to, they have a connection with. But most often, that's not what happens. It's this guy who may not have other options, who becomes totally fixated on this woman because it's his one option, you know, in the past four months. So he gets really fixated on her without really knowing anything about her or showing anything about who he is or even having a chance to connect on any level whatsoever. And he's already ready to marry her. And that becomes extremely... Uh, I don't want to say it's creepy. It is creepy. It, it's horrible that it's creepy, but it is. It's creepy for a woman to be liked so much for no reason at all. Yeah, Other because she's really being pretty. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. She's not being liked so much for herself. It's a lot of it, the surface or like what's going on in the guy's head. It's not about yeah. her because he hasn't had a chance to really get to know her. So if I was a woman, I'd be a little bit uncomfortable with that also because, wow, if you're like that over one drink, what are you going to be like that after one year? You know, you can't yeah, leave the or house. Yeah, you meet somebody else? Exactly. So yeah, to me, I always tell. Turn the corner and somebody's going to smile, and you're going yeah, to To me, it's like the way to if the the way to tell the woman that you want to be with her and you don't want to date anybody else is just do it, not even tell her. Yeah. Just date her. Yeah. Just date. Her. You don't have to yeah. say anything. After a while, she's going to put the connect the dots, and it's going to be oh. We're seeing each other all the time. And then at that point, you know, one can ask the other, you know, are you seeing anybody else or whatever or not? Like when I met my wife, we went out once. Uh, we, we, uh, she winked at me on match. She went on for a free trial because she was uh, yeah. just divorced. And we met and um, we, I I, we sent an email. 
<laughs> and we sent a we sent me email back and forth, and I I always wanted a phone call because with a phone call you get to hear the energy changes, you get to hear somebody's voice, and I've had experiences when I oh, was single sure. where you hear somebody's voice and you're like hey, you know what the vibe is a little bit different, I don't know, and then you don't you don't follow through. But she said, ah, oh, we yeah. don't have to talk on the phone, let's just uh, meet. So we did, and that's it. We just started dating, and everybody else just kind of fell by the wayside, and that was it. So, uh, but that's that's, that's so a fairy nice. tale. Yeah, that it, was it. It, it is a fairy tale, but it's like it you don't have to tell her. You're open. Then and there, you're like, I'm closing down my account. I've had a story where um, <laughs> one of my girlfriends, she was, I totally forget what the exact story was, but the gist of it was she was on a date with a guy. They were having a really good time with each other, and he pulled out his phone and deleted his, like, account in front of her. And she oh. immediately got creeped out by that. And it was, but they, <laughs> they were connecting and it was nice, but she was like, whoa, like that's too intense. She didn't like exactly. that very much for some reason, even though she liked him. And then like they continued dating afterwards, but um, she said it really freaked her out at first. And had she not liked him so much, it, she would have cut him off. Mm-hmm. No, I hear you. So yeah, uh, so, yeah now I can lose it for you. Now I have a, uh, I have a couple, three nieces, and um, one of them just oh, wow. became single. And uh, I said, "How's it going?" And she picked up my phone. She said, "This is the problem." I said, "What do you mean?" She what? goes, "Every guy, oh, every oh. guy is cheating using this. Where you go out with a guy and you meet oh. somebody, and they're with like fifteen other women." Phone-wise, not necessarily like they're yeah. sleeping with 15 women, but they're always hedging their bets. Yeah. So yeah. How, with, that, with that in mind, how, how do people nowadays, young lovers, approach Valentine's Day in a same fashion? Because there's a lot of pressure on to make it happen for Valentine's Day. And then we have the whole friend zone issue where some guys don't even realize they've set themselves up to be in the friend zone. And then you have people you've met for the first time. I mean, what is your advice and counseling in terms of, for guys, how to approach Valentine's Day to someone you've only recently met? Uh, it's a tough one, right? So it really depends on yeah. what your connection is. So let's, like, give an example. So, you know, you've, you've been on a couple of dates, and you're enjoying each other, but you see each other maybe once a week or maybe once every other week. You text every once in a while. So it's not, like, that intense, but you're going down a nice path. So I would say you definitely acknowledge that it's Valentine's Day and you might want to do something that isn't so over the top romantic. That's sort of in line with what you're doing. And you can you can crack a joke about it and say like like listen, obviously Valentine's Day is coming up. Um I know we're still getting to know each other, but Valentine's Day is a celebration of the fact that you've met cool, special people in your life, let's go out for dinner or something like that. And you can give like a card or something if you want. You can bring a single rose, like something that's, that's, that's low, lower key, not mm-hmm. over the top romantic. And like you can be romantic on the date, but I just feel like any, if you're not really seriously dating, you're not seriously into each other, you don't really have to go over the top. But let's say you've been dating for like a month and you met this girl, and you've, like, seen each other every single day, or you're texting all the time, you're totally into each other, it's obvious set plans on the weekends, you're, you know, you're, like, already basically three years into a relationship, but you've only been dating for a month. That That's when you can mm-hmm. feed off of that momentum and go that extra step to do something a little bit more 
not out there, but um, a little bit more heartfelt is maybe the word that I'm looking for, where Mm -hmm. you can get a gift or something special that you know about her. You can take her to a concert. You can can do something that's more personal, right, because you know more about her at that point in time. But I, but I would say to guys, if you have started dating somebody and you totally ignore the fact that it's Valentine's Day, then you're going to have, you know, a serious discussion at some point with the girls that you've been seeing. You can't just brush it under the table and ignore that it's out there. So you've got to call out the elephant in the room. And even if, if you're totally unclear on what to do with this woman, you can, you can even say that to her. You can say, like, I have to be honest with you. Valentine's Day is kind of freaking me out a little bit. Um, I obviously would like to celebrate it with you, but we just met each other, and I, w- I want to do something that makes you comfortable too. And just, like, get a feeling for where she's at as well. Open, honest communication is always the best. And if you do it from a place of confidence and you have, you have clear, direct language that you use, it, it will always come across as um, strong and masculine. It, it don't fear that it will come off as weak. No, I agree because that's a great answer. So then for the flip side for women, is that what they want? They want like an honest discussion on it or they want to be surprised or what are their expectations? Put a woman on the other side of the coin in the same type of situation. They want to the guy honest, to step up. It depends on how she thing. feels about you, right? So if you've only been seeing each other once a week but this girl's totally into you, she wants you to acknowledge Valentine's Day. She wants to be your Valentine. She wants to see you more often, but she doesn't want to have to ask for it. And she wants you to want to see her more and to want to celebrate Valentine's Day. So that woman is going to be happy that you want to spend Valentine's Day with her because in her mind, that means that you are taking this serious. But I will say this. If you are dating somebody casually and you do not see them in a serious light and you know that she sees you in a serious light, do not go out with her for Valentine's Day, unless you are very clear on the fact that it's something casual for you. Mm-hmm. How about gifts? I mean, the whole, you know, there's the typical the flower thing, and then there's chocolates, and then there's lingerie. What are, what are, I guess, I know every situation is different, but how do, and you can use any example you come up with, women, how do they feel about men picking out lingerie for them for Valentine's Day? Because, you know, the lingerie, the guy's really picking out for himself. He's not going to buy right. necessarily what the woman likes. He's going to buy what he likes. And then and the other thing is, like, how far should people go with that? I guess it depends on the relationship. But when you're getting into yes. some heavy-duty stuff, you could you can, you can make somebody really uncomfortable quickly. So what's your yeah. kind of general thoughts on that? Well, okay, so awkward, the, one of my first Valentine's Days with my husband, I had always talked about being blindfolded, like how it was a fantasy of mine. And oh, that was so long ago that I'm remembering this. But um, for Valentine's Day, he had cooked me a meal that was really, really good. And as a gift, he got me, like, um, this little, like, play whip, and um, he blindfolded me. And I remember being extremely uncomfortable, but I liked the <laughs> fact that he did that. So, like, just because I wanted to be blindfolded didn't mean that I knew uh-huh. what to do when I was blindfolded. It still kind of freaked me out because I wasn't right. used to it, but I liked the fact that he he did that because I had said something that I wanted to do. So my point on that is you really have to take some cues from the person that you are dating. So if you are unsure of what kind of lingerie she would respond to, then go, go together. Make it like a day. Go to the mall. 
pretend that you have something else to go buy there, and you're like, oh, okay, Victoria, come in here. I want to show you something. Or, like, let's pick something out for you. And you see mm-hmm. what she likes. Either you buy it there, you have her try on things for you, you say you pick one, I pick one, so that you're, you're both getting to fulfill your fantasies, and you get to educate the other person on what you like, you get to see what she likes, you get to push her a little bit further than her comfort limit, and you get to do it all in a very safe space, and then she tries it on for you, or, and either you buy it that day, or you save it for an occasion, like Valentine's Day, a birthday, an anniversary, a Sunday, you know, whatever it is that you want, and you get that lingerie for her. And then, you know, you reenact the whole dressing room scenario where you tell her to try it on, or you go into whatever whatever other fantasy your relationship can withhold, you know, depending on who the girl mm-hmm. is and who you are. Um, but I, I, it's tough to just go out there and just get lingerie for somebody without not having input from the woman without huh. knowing anything about her. So if you're at a point where you're like, I don't know anything about this girl, I don't know what kind of lingerie she would like, then that's a sign that you probably shouldn't be getting her lingerie. Yeah, exactly. And then you know the size, and you have to get the right size, and then you have to make it something that, you know, she might have a, a body issue about a certain area that she doesn't want to show off as much, or whatever. Like all, yeah, oh, you know, but that can always be helped. But no matter what, get a small. <laughs> like that's what you do oh you're not a small you can't fit in it I'm sorry I just like thought you were like an, really small I'm so sorry about that <laughs> like you know just play that off you never want to get like a really large size and ever be really offended and angry now how about um, you know the old standard you know flowers it's interesting because some women don't like roses I, I know my wife I I got her roses once she's like I, I could tell that like she's like very appreciative and all, but she yeah. likes lilies and other exotic flowers and stuff. So mm-hmm. every, everybody's like different. Uh, mm-hmm. So how do you coach guys who think that, uh, you know, roses is the ultimate? Uh, the thing is that you, you have to buy what you like as well. Um, and you have to go from your point of view in the very beginning when you don't have much information. But I would say if you're buying a woman flowers, you typically have some information about her. Does she like to be unique? Does she like to be different? Is she somebody who is very conservative, who who likes like the step one, step two, step three of relationships, right? So if you have somebody that is kind of conservative, who typically um, follows rules and who likes things the way that they think the rest of the world likes things, right? Like that would be a way that they most likely they would be responsive to Roses or things that are like the typical norm for a date of what you would buy a girl. But if it's if there's a woman who who claims herself to be unique and different and unlike other girls and not like a typical girl, then either she doesn't like flowers or she likes a different cool kind of flower. Or mm-hmm. if you really want to go deeper, then you, you get something that's not flowers at all and something that you know that she would be interested in based on what she said. So if she starts talking about a favorite author, you know, you can get her uh, a signed copy of his book or an author that's similar to that author that you may think that she likes or an original copy of um, that book or a book that she would really like. You, you also have to pay attention to who you're sitting across from. And women will mention several things in conversation to you that you can use to potentially buy a gift later on. You don't have to go with the standard of just flowers. I remember when uh, my my husband is um, he's a rule follower. He's quite conservative, and he likes to do things by the books, which means he likes to buy flowers for a woman. 
right? And he mm-hmm. thinks that a woman will also like to receive flowers. I don't consider myself a normal woman, and I don't <laughs> like flowers because I can't take care of them and they die a day later. It's just some, it's, it's a hassle for me, something I have to take care of. That's not a gift to me. That's like more work for me. That's honestly how I viewed it when we first started dating. And so every time he would hand me some flowers, I'd be like, oh, thanks. And he'd be like, wait, what is the deal with this girl? Why is she not more appreciative and happy? And then, you know, I finally said, I'm like, I don't, I don't really love getting flowers. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like me or, you know, it doesn't feel special to me. Like you could honestly bring me in a leaf from outside that was on the curb and tell me why you're bringing me that leaf. And that would be more, more special to me than flowers, even though it's nice that you thought of me, but I, I, I wanted more unique things, something that was just for me. I felt like flowers was for everybody and just like bland and boring and universal. And that's not how I viewed myself. Um, so my point is, is that you, you kind of have to figure out who you're dating. But if you go on the first date and you bring some flowers, I, I don't think that you can really go wrong unless a girl has a strict rule in her head where she says, oh, if a guy walks in with roses, I'm not dating him. Like where that is like, that happens very infrequently. So I don't think you can go wrong by bringing a flower to somebody mm-hmm. on a date. If that is your thing that you like doing, I wouldn't advise it. But if that's your thing, you like it, you're like, that's my definition of gentleman. That's what I'm going to do. Then you have to own it. Got it. How about women getting something for guys for Valentine's Day? Is that something you recommend or say, ah, it's, it's all, you know, obviously every individual situation is, is different. But in general, men, you know, get something for the lady for Valentine's Day. What do you think about yes. women getting something for the guys? Oh, it's, in any situation, it's always nice to be thoughtful, right? And for men, it's always nice for them to be feel appreciated or that somebody's been listening to them and somebody wants to do something for them. So any type of gesture that you can show that you're invested, I think is wonderful. I think even more so for men, um, something that speaks to who they are would be really appreciated by a man, even if it's like a cute coupon book that you made. And I think anything is appreciated, but you, but you are the man. So you would have more authority on that. But I would say as myself, a woman, I always, if I care about somebody, I always want to show them in some way that I care, mm-hmm. either by an act or a gift. Got it. Or, you know, it could be lingerie and a bottle of tequila and everybody yeah. stays home one night or Speaking something. my language now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what should couples, men and women, not do on Valentine's Day? What is like some of the like ixnay type things like just don't go there? How do you how do you you know keep keep a safety lid on Valentine's Day so you really don't screw up? Oh God, you remember it, number one. Uh, <laughs> I, I you know as the years go on, I'm 11 years into a relationship with my husband, and now we have a child. So you know some of those things kind of slip your mind every once in a uh, while, and you put them on the back burner. Um, and I would say that's a no no. You don't you don't want those things to slip by any, you know, every day you should appreciate each other, but any day that there's a big reminder to appreciate each other, you should definitely participate. I'm not saying go out and like spend $500 on a set menu at some bland, boring restaurant like the rest of the world. I'm saying to acknowledge that the holiday is there and it's a reminder that you love each other. So get them a card, get them a gift, whatever is within your means to do it. it, 
Valentine's Day is out there as a day to remind people to appreciate what they have and appreciate the love that is in their life, whether it's a friendship, a family member, or a person that is your significant other or somebody that you're dating. Um, So don't let those days pass by and have them be forgotten because they're really important days. Like I remember our friends used to make fun of my husband and I because um, we celebrate the first day that we kissed. We celebrate um, our wedding anniversary. We mm-hmm. celebrate. We actually have a fake wedding anniversary because I'm Canadian. And I needed a green card, and we were dating for four years, and so we got married. Uh, so we have two wedding dates. So we celebrate that anniversary. <laughs> you know, like, and people are like, "Oh, why are you celebrating so many anniversaries?" We're like, "It's four days out of the year to celebrate each other." Is that really <laughs> so horrible to do? No, it's awesome that we want to do that. So, long story, long response, simple answer just acknowledge it and remember that it's an important time for the two of you to, to think about the love that you have for each other or and, the love that you may not have for each other anymore and what you have to work on moving forward. So if you don't mind my asking, and I don't mean to get personal, but you've been in a relationship yeah. as an example of somebody who's been in a relationship for a decade, what would yeah. somebody like yourself want to receive for Valentine's Day? You know, when you said before that your wife wanted a letter, mm-hmm. I got a big smile on my face, and my my heart felt really warm when she said that. So I think I would want the same thing. I, I think as we get busier, it's not, I don't want gifts. Like I don't want my husband spending money on, like, weird things that I might like. I know he may want that from me to him, but I I just I want to hear what he's thinking and what he's feeling. So that would feel really good to me. No, that's great. Uh, Good advice, too. So tell us a little bit for the benefit of the audience about how how the Wingo method works, how how you're kind of different, how you work with men, uh, if if and how you work with women. And, uh, you know, just uh, you got the platform, Marnie. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Okay, so how it works is I offer men an honest, blunt, and real female perspective. So 11 years ago when I got into this industry, there were not a lot of women providing like really good advice to men. There were a lot of women provi- providing, um, I don't know how to phrase it, but not so good advice to men that are based on our ideals and our false expectations of who we believe we are and who we believe men can be. Um, so, Everything that I do from the Wing Girl Method comes from an honest, blunt, ego-free female perspective. Um, I've interviewed almost 5,000 women now from around the world, different ages, different races, um, to collect this female perspective. So it's not just my own, but it's a collection of female uh, responses and opinions and views about what we as women want and what we're attracted to. And then I help guide men through the process of attraction, whether they're single, they're dating, or they're deep into a 30-year marriage. So I help them consistently and constantly get or re-get the girl. And then for women, uh, I actually just started working with women recently. A year and a half ago, I wrote a book called That's Not How Men Work, which is based on Mm -hmm. all of the information that I've learned about men from working so closely with them over, you know, the decade plus. Because 
a lot of the things that I've learned from men have had a huge impact on my own relationship. I, I didn't know men had insecurities. I didn't know they feared rejection. I didn't know that they got nervous. I, I didn't know all of these things about men before. And I think that knowing them has made me so much smarter in my relationship and much more patient. And I'm not a very patient person, so it's like decrease it, you know, or increase mm-hmm. our patience a little bit. But without that, I wouldn't have had a successful relationship. And I think that um, providing that advice to women is just, it's it, it, it's needed information. If you're going to be with a person, you have to understand them. And so understanding the, you know, person that's in front of you and how they work is essential for a thriving, lasting relationship. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, I like your website a lot. Everybody should go there. It's wingirlmethod.com. Method, wing it's very, very intuitive. It's very easy to use. And you have some nice uh, blogs on there. Um, let's just talk about one example of some of the things you blog about. The most recent one is uh, January 28th, how to escalate attraction over text message to get the date. And uh, since you Offering up on the site, and it's free. Why don't we talk about that a little bit before we kind of close it out? Yeah, well, actually, I um, that one's a video. So I had well, – that's so weird. I actually just posted a blog today, and I guess it's not showing. Um, but um, uh, the guy that's in the video for that blog, he shows people um, like a play-by-play texting conversation he had with a girl recently because – the truth is, is that I, listen, I'm not the expert on how to write text. I'm an expert on whether or not your texts are working or if right. you're turning off women. So I offer the female perspective, that was not good. You shouldn't have written this. And then I can say you could have written this instead. But my friend in that video, he actually is, like, amazing with texting. Texting younger women. But a lot of what he teaches, like, the the template behind and the energy behind what he's saying applies to people of all ages. Got it. Okay. But ask, yeah. Oh, but shoot, I'm I'm kind of upset that that new blog. Well, uh, let me refresh showing. it. Maybe maybe it's uh maybe it's up here. Let me refresh. No, it's still it's uh how to escalate attraction. So. I've been having weird things, but it's um I wanted to read it to you actually. So um. No, no, I can't even find it. Uh, but it was this it was this awesome line that one of my clients wrote to me um, to say to a woman, if you're doing online dating and she rejects you and tells you, oh, I'm seeing somebody now, he wrote this awesome line that I thought just like was wonderful. I'm trying to find it for you. If you don't want, if you don't want me to find it, I totally won't find it, but I'm trying to find it for you now. But it was, no, if you can find you like it, that's way- fine. Yeah, okay. Uh, okay. So the, well, the website, I'll tell the audience while you're looking, um, the website's broken up okay. into it's got, you know, about blog, videos, uh, things you can buy, working with Marnie, and some free advice. And it's very easy to use. And, again, it's uh, wing, com. Marnie Kinris is our guest this evening on Guys Guys Radio. And we I think we covered Valentine's Day pretty well. I don't know what else we can do except for – just uh, <laughs> counsel people to be smart, be real, be authentic, and be yourself, and uh, pay attention to the other person, and make sure you show up on Valentine's exactly. Day with a game plan. Exactly. Uh, so that's basically it. So uh, I don't know. Have you okay, managed so the, to track so down? I did. Okay, so it's called the okay. best line to use if you get rejected by a woman online. So this is this is what 
his name's Don, and he wrote this to me. Okay, okay Don's rejecting uh, rejection busting line. So I've been on. He wrote this. So I've been online dating on a paid web page. So I ask a woman out, and I receive a response that she is seeing somebody. Suddenly, I remembered how you said to handle rejection, and this is what I said. I said, no problem at all. I did not know God actually made two amazing men. Who knew? I thought I was the only <laughs> one. Congrats, and I wish you the best. And then he wrote, I immediately got a response saying, wow, best response ever, and now they're still talking. Oh, good. Over it. But I thought I thought it was a great line, and because yeah. it shows That's respectful three and awesome funny things. Yeah, and yeah. confident. It was, I, thought right. it was, I thought it was awesome. Confident, playful, jokey, doesn't take it too seriously. I thought it was fantastic. So I like to share things like that with my guys, you know, as, as often fantastic. as possible. Just so they have like a, hunt, a whole bunch of tools. And, and overall, mm-hmm. exactly what you said. It's really just like enjoying who you are, valuing yourself, and moving forward from, from that place. But sometimes it takes a lot of work to get to that place. That's true. And that's why the wing girl method is out there for everybody yeah. to take advantage of. Great. So yeah. anything else that we need to know, Marnie? Do you want to uh, promote anything, what, something new coming up? What do you got going? Anything new? Oh, you know what? I, I really would just love people to check out the Ask Woman podcast. You can listen to it on okay. iTunes. It's it. an, hour, an hour show. It's awesome. It's entertaining. Uh, we have tons of celebrities on there, regular people, really pretty girls, also giving a female perspective on what they want and I do my best to make sure they don't give fake uh, mm-hmm. covered up interview responses I push them to give the real nitty gritty information that actually helps guys and helps women fantastic okay well listen uh, it's great speaking with you you're a wonderful guest and I really like what you do and uh, I hope you got the my, sent you my novel I hope you at least received it so <laughs> I did. I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't, I'm not a reader. I don't read, but I like it. It looks very good, and it's in my office. So if somebody else wants to read it, they can. That's, and that's I all. That's, that's cool. I know everybody Everybody has a different uh, style in terms of what they read. and, and So uh, it's, it was a gift. It was just an acknowledgement to say I like you as a person, and uh, thanks no, for being I on the show. I appreciate it. I appreciate so, it. I love being on your show. I like talking to you a lot, so I appreciate uh, well, the time you asked me to be on. All right. Well, let's do it again in a couple of months. All right. I'll come up with a fresh idea and we'll keep it rolling. All right, everybody. So our special guest has been Marnie Kinries, the wing girl method. Check her out. And uh, thanks so much, Marnie. Really appreciate it. Have a happy Valentine's Day. Have a nice night. Oh, thank you. You too. All right. Cheers. Okay, folks. That's our show for this evening. Um, so you got Valentine's Day coming up. You want to be sharp. You want to you want to be aware. You want to pay attention. You want to show up. So it's the 10th. Guys, you got four days. Ladies, you got a couple of days if you want to do something for your guy. I think we got a lot of good advice from Marnie. And it's all about love. Valentine's Day should be about love and showing respect for your partner or somebody you just met or somebody you might be with for a long time. So do your best. I know there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of commercialization. But you can do it. And you know what? Remember that uh, guys, guys finish first.